Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sharing the Journey for November. Today, I'm with Deanna, and she has quite a story to share. So, um, Deanna, tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you're connected with disability. Okay. Um, my, I have a daughter who has a genetic disease. Um, called ataxia telangiectasia. She's 31 years old, and we got a diagnosis on her at age eight when she was eight. Um, so that was around the year 2000. So, yep, we've been uh, in the disability community since then. Okay. Um, so, so before that, had you had any? exposure to disability or was that all new? Um, actually, my sixth grade teacher used a wheelchair. She had uh, rheumatoid arthritis oh. and um, she was one of my favorite teachers. And so that that was probably um, my first real introduction to disability. And we all just treated her like any other teacher. Um, I think some of the boys might have taken advantage of her, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow she she taught me that you can't let a wheelchair you know define you um because we were on a field trip once and the elevator broke in a big museum and she just bumped her butt right up the stairs and down again so that we could still go to, oh you know. wow it's so awesome yeah she was humble enough to do that so that we could still go as a class and have our teacher with us so mm-hmm so yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, I, I hadn't remembered that before. Um, as as a forming, you know, forming in my mind that disability is not you know a weird or scary thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then when I was in college, I sought out a um, counselor. I was upset about some things in my life. I was still living at home in my um, late teen years, early. 20s and um, having some trouble getting along with my parents. So I sought out a biblical counselor and he was a wheelchair user. I never did find out what his disability was, um, but he gave me the word of God and I got better. (laughs) That's basically what happened. And, and he used a chair. So yeah. Cool. Uh, Those were both good, very good experiences. Okay. What? Not that everybody that's disabled uses a chair, but um, I don't remember really any other mm-hmm. disabled people in my early years. So let's go back and talk a little bit um, about your childhood. Um, okay. Besides having a teacher in sixth grade that was in a wheelchair, um, what other events from your childhood formed you, um, you know, spiritually, emotionally? Um, Yeah. Um, some bullies beat me up in, uh, public school. So my parents put me in Christian school at the end of first grade. And so I was in Christian school, um, between all of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grades. And I still, even though it was a Christian school, they Bible never stuck. I never really understood about the whole thing. I mean, I learned a few hymns that I'd never heard before because I wasn't churched, by the way. I didn't go, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. So um, 
all this was foreign and new and interesting that they would choose a christian school that's well yes because they wanted to get me away from the bullies well right right but so um so in seventh grade my um seventh grade homeroom teacher actually taught us um bible every morning we actually had bible um because now it was technically middle school you know and we learned throughout the whole school year a harmony of the gospels and actually went through all four gospels bit by bit you know seeing which ones had which parables in them or which ones had the same events you know comparing and contrasting the four gospels and um so i heard the gospel you know the word i i started the beginning seeds of um a, a love for the word of god there it, but it was school so of course it didn't really take off and 100 percent uh yet um but then um in eighth grade um i my had my feelings hurt by a friend because i was in public school again and um i was trying to seek out friends that were like the friends i had from the christian school and i found a group that were christians and we ate lunch together and the one girl in the group had a birthday party and didn't invite me. And um, I, it hurt my feelings. And one of the other gals, I re- I'd hardly remember any of their names, but I remember Heather, who talked on the phone to me and said that I still needed to love the girl who didn't invite me and be nice to her. And that was that was new to me because, you know, not being raised in a Christian home, it was very, I, I attribute a lot of um, my coming to Christ to Heather, who I don't have contact with anymore. So I can't thank her, but, you know, she, she said, don't be upset, treat this other gal, you know, just as well as you can and, and be nice to her. And um, I, I forget how she worded it, but my, I endeavored to give her a present anyway. So I put together a gift for her and gave it to her at school and everything. And we got along so well after that. Uh, I was never invited to her house. But that's okay. Um, that the girl who had the party ended up being the reason I got my first job. Oh, wow. oh wow. Um, <laughs> because uh, that story is fun. Um, we, we were in public high school and we were juniors. And that same girl who I did, didn't get to go to her party um, her name is Sky, and she uh, and I were up for election for officers for the California Scholastic Federation, which is sort of like a, you know, you get good grades and you can join this club and then you do good things. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was it was only people with high GPAs could join the club. And um, and we were nominated. as She nominated me for an officer. And she got voted in as president. I got voted in as vice president. But then the next year, she decided to go to Christian school and not finish public high school. So I automatically became president because the president didn't come back to to school. So because I was the president of this club, um, I put that on my my first job uh, resume because what do you put when it's your first job? You have to put anything you think of, right? And and that impressed the guy so much that he hired me. And I got my first job as a senior in high school because I was the president. Oh, cool. 
So, you know, the Lord works. It's so cool how the Lord works. And um, God bless Heather for, um, you know, helping. I mean, I could have had friends that said, hey, you, you know, she didn't invite you. You can be mean to her and encourage me that way. But this mm -hmm. gal encouraged me to, you know, respond in a godly way, even though I really didn't know the Lord yet. I, um, by ninth grade, um, my mom started making me go to the Wednesday night youth group at our local church um, because she said I needed to make good friends, you know, from church people friends. Because <laughs> my mom in the meantime had come to Christ and we still didn't go on Sundays to church because my dad wasn't saved. But um, she said, you need, to, you need to go. And my friend who I know from Ladies Bible Study is going to pick you up <laughs> and bring you. And, and so I was nervous at first, but I fell in love with hearing the word of God. The youth pastor's name is Tim Wheeler. Um, he's still in ministry to this day, and he gave us the word of God. He preached it um, in a way that we can understand. We had to have our Bible and you know, look at it for ourselves and see it and take notes. And, and I was glued to it. I was like riveted to it and uh, uh, came to know the Lord uh, really um, during that time and got baptized within that year. And um, so that was how I came to Christ. And I'm so grateful for these people in my life, um, Miss Twyla in seventh grade, giving us the gospels, you know, reading, actually reading the Bible for the first time in my life, uh, the gospels, and then Heather, who led me in the right direction in eighth grade, and then Tim Wheeler, who taught us the word and brought me to Christ um, in ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. what, what else, what else about my uh, childhood or earlyhood do you need to know or want to know? Anything else you want to share that was, you know, formational or we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. I just love that story of how I, um, you know, uh, learned how to respond in love to something that hurt me uh, in junior high. And then the Lord um, eventually rewarded that in a way. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Okay, so you mentioned that you went to college. Where'd you go? Where'd you study? Okay, yeah, I went, like? yeah, I went to Cal State. Um, I lived in Southern California. I lived in San Bernardino. So I went to Cal State San Bernardino, um, but I never finished. Um, I went for years and years, um, part-time as I worked. And my job that I was talking about that I got was at the... Um, administrative headquarters for CREW, the organization, the mission organization was called Campus Crusade for Christ back then. And I just worked in the administrative offices doing, you know, secretarial work and um, stuff, people's paychecks and different things. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, just a basic office job. But, you know, I wanted to keep that job and I worked my way through college, just taking a few classes at a time. So I, I never did finish. I got enough credits that um, I was a junior status when I quit. And that was because I met a man and got married and we decided to start our family. 
And uh, so I, by then, so I uh, um, ended up quitting school to, to start a family. So never did finish, but I was studying business because I loved office work. And that's what I, I wanted to keep doing. But I, I wasn't very good at any of the things. <laughs> Each of the business classes were a real struggle for me, accounting especially. And uh, so the Lord was kind of giving me a lot of clues that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't really need a business degree, you know, especially not to be a, a a mommy. So, um, so yeah, I always thought maybe I'd go back and finish at some point, but, but I really struggled in college. I got bad grades and, and uh, it really wasn't fun. I, was too stressful for me. I didn't have a, a good foundation from my schooling before that to, to do well. Um, and, you know, I could have stuck with it and, and muddled through, but uh, we decided that I would quit. So, yeah. So how many children did you end up having? Uh, three children. My okay. oldest um, has, has been married for over 12 years and they have a little one-year-old girl. So I'm a grandma. Um, And then Catherine is my middle child. She's the one who uses a wheelchair and has that genetic disease we call AT for short, who lives with me. She's 31. And then my younger child has left the faith entirely. At 18, he, he moved out of the house and um, grouped up with a bunch of uh, LGBTQ plus folks. Mm. And so he's been married to another man since 2019 and now um, is transitioning to become a female. So um, I'm heartbroken about it because of his salvation more than anything. Um, uh, But what I'm grateful about is that they really haven't decided to, even though they've rejected Christ, they haven't rejected family. So I'm really shocked and amazed that, you know, we're still in contact. We visit, you know, occasionally and we have a fairly good relationship, even though they know I don't agree Mm -hmm. with what they're doing, but hopefully they know that I still love them. And uh, so I pray for them their salvation uh, pretty often. (laughs) And that's, that's the most heartbreaking thing, you know, about it all is the rejection of Christ. So um, anyway, so yeah. So tell Uh, me about, um, did you have something else you wanted to? No, no. Next question. Okay. So tell me about Catherine. Tell me about her disability. Tell me about uh, her more importantly. Um, Yeah. What is she, what is she like? She's, she's a delight. She is really a delight. Um, At age eight, when we told her, okay, we finally found out what's wrong with you. Um, You're never going to get better. There's no cure for this. And um, that's all we told her at first at age eight. Um, We didn't tell her she would eventually need a wheelchair because this is a degenerative disease she has. Um, she started out normal. We had no idea. And then she started falling down and struggling to read and different things um, uh, at around age eight. So the doctor stepped up the uh, 
um, testing to try to figure it out. And so when we told her that she has this disease, um, the first thing she was worried about is her friends. She said, but what about my friends? Um, so I don't know what if she meant she was worried she would lose her friends. And pretty much all the friends she had right that minute, she has eventually lost. <laughs> but it took years. They, they, uh, they stuck by her for quite a while. That was good. She's got newer friends now. But anyway, um, her disease does not affect cognitive ability very much. It's primarily physical. Um, it takes away muscle control. Um, and immune system, uh, it affects her immune system, uh, affects her lungs. So she's on, she's got 50% lung capacity or uh, function, 50% lung function, um, causes diabetes, causes cancer. She's had several biopsies of cancer. She's only had, um, she did have uh, skin cancer once that was removed, and then she got breast cancer in 2019. Um, uh, but they keep thinking, you know, they keep biopsying things to see if she's getting more because her disease causes cancer. Um, so right now she's got a 50% chance because she's got a lump on her thyroid. They said there's about a 50% chance that it's cancer right now, and we've decided not to treat um, where we're going to take our 50, 50 chance and just not do anything. And, you know, because, um, most people with this disease don't make it to their thirties and she's 31. Mm -hmm. Um, and so things are starting to break down. Her liver is deciding not to function properly. She's got cirrhosis, um, going on. And so, yeah, her body is just kind of, um, starting to, you know, forsake her basically <laughs> little by little it's degenerative like i said so it's you know slowly she lo losing abilities very slowly the last ability she doesn't want to lose is to be able to click a mouse um so that she can get on the computer and um you know communicate online with people and write she loves to write stories she's um, written a book that will hopefully be published within the next several months. Um, it's in the editing process right now. So uh, it's a fantasy, Christian fantasy novel that she thought up the main story as a senior in high school in 09, she thought up the story and it's just now finished. She has a co-author um, that's been helping her for years, for about 10 years. She's met once um, a week for about three hours with um, her good friend who has been helping her write it and they're, they're finished with the first draft and the first edit. So next it's going to go to a professional editor. And uh, so we're really proud of her for that. Uh, she cool. wants to share her faith. She, she's sharing her faith through, through the story. And um, so uh, it's, it's a formative work. It's, um, I forget how many thousand words, but it's, it's going to be thick, a thick book. It's not going to be a thin little story. It's a thick novel. She also loves to sew and um, create quilts and uh, she's very creative um, and she, but she needs a lot of help to do that. So she's got a buddy here uh, in town who comes over uh, once a week for about three hours to help her sew. 
Um, and she's slowly losing abilities. She can't feel her, the neuropathy in her feet have, have gotten so bad. She can't use the foot pedal as much anymore. So <clears throat> I think we may try the knee. There's a knee pedal I need to tell her helper about um, that they could try. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, to see if she can still actually do the sewing. But the helper still has to cut, measure and cut and do a lot of the, the work um, for her. So all she can do is, you know, sew the seams with the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, but she, she, she creates them. She t- picks out a pattern, picks out the fabrics and then creates it, you know, and um, uh, gets to use her creative juices, having someone help her be her hands and feet. Mm-hmm. So, so that's people when told she told me they're beautiful. They, she makes them mostly for gifts for people. She rarely keeps any of them for herself. She's only kept three or four in all these years. She's been quilting um, 20 years, I think, just about 20 years. And uh, it takes her, you know, a while meeting only three hours a week with her friend to help her. So she rarely makes more than a couple of quilts a year, but Mm -hmm. still, you know, we've only kept three or four of them. <laughs> of all the ones that <clears throat> she loves to give them, give them as gifts. Um, so that's, that's her fun. She loves to do, she, she loves to Christmas shop, shop for people's birthdays. She loves to give, she mm-hmm. loves to give. She's always asking people for their want lists or whatever. So mm-hmm. she can get them something they want or think up what she wants to give them. Yeah. That's and cool. she, she, she loves star Wars and Lord of the Rings and, um, Anna Green Gables and Narnia and uh, all those things. And uh, she's a joy to talk to if you get a chance. Um, She's a little bit hard to understand because of her muscle control issues and having to take a a big breath to get the words out. Mm -hmm. But if you're patient, um, you know, she's kind of, she's pretty fun, pretty witty and fun to talk to. that, yeah, I uh, enjoyed the the day that we were together for the group. I it's too bad oh, it didn't work out for that week, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't feeling great. I think she was is allergic to something there. Yeah, that's we were, what you said. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll so, take that part this part out. But um, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's okay. You can do that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I have editing abilities. So okay, all right. So how has her disability challenged and strengthened your faith? Yes. Um, Challenged and strengthened. Yes. Um, I think from the beginning, we knew with it being genetic, there's nothing a human did to cause it. It was caused by God who creates us in the womb. And so we had to trust him that there's some reason, you know, for our family and for her, um, for her to have this. And the, it's, it's heart-wrenching to watch her, you know, suffer. She's not in pain or anything, not directly, but, you know, um, it's hard to watch someone struggle, but um, we've always known you know, that she, that there, that God has a reason, you know what I mean? Uh, she and I both are very, um, 
trusting of the Lord and his plan. But I know that we've grown more in the Lord because she has this than we would. We have to cling to his word and to the Lord's people for help um, more and because she has this and yeah, you know, she's, she's home. Most people 31 years old would be off in their own life, you know, but she's stuck home with mom. And so we, we do Bible study together and pray together. And um, we've, we've been able to grow together, you know, and like, there's a passage that says iron sharpens iron. Um, uh, I think she teaches me a lot in some ways. She's my conscience. She's like, mom, you shouldn't eat that much or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm always like, you know, well, do you, you know, do you think you should be doing your leg exercises now to try to keep your legs strong so you can keep transferring, you know? So it's, it's both. And, you know, she helps me, I help her. And uh, we're kind of a, a team. Um, and I'm, I'm amazed at how um, accepting she is of this disease. She's taught me so much about, um, she says that she feels like um, when the angel came to Mary in the Bible and said, you're going to have uh, a baby out of wedlock and he's going to be Jesus. And she said, let it be unto me according to your word. She says that's how she feels about her disease. Okay, you've given me this disease, Lord, and may it be unto me as you want. And use it, use it how you want, Lord. And so um, that's, that's so inspiring to me. Um, that's impressive. Yep, it's inspiring. And so, yeah, I want to be like her when I grow up and be that... Uh, <laughs> trusting and uh, loving the Lord that much. Um, yeah, we want, both of us are together in that. We want to be used by him however we can. We just don't know with limitations how that can be, but we trust him that he will use it somehow. So mm-hmm. her book is one way that she has hope for that. Um, and so I know that she's a bright spot in anyone's day if they get to talk to her if, uh, you know, her friends, our church is, um, <clears throat> they've been so accepting of her and loving and um, just a friend messaged her the other day, just haven't seen you lately, how you doing? And it's just, uh, she's, she ministers to everyone that she meets, but also she needs that Christian fellowship um, to keep her going. She does struggle more recently a little bit with um, being kind of down because her body's starting to um, fail her more and more. And it's uh, tempting to be a little down about that. Um, But something every day happens that the Lord reminds us, both of us, that, you know, he's got us here for a reason and, and the, that, you know, that encouragement, uh, you know, something out of the blue, like the friend just saying, Hey, how you doing? You know, um, reminds us that the Lord cares and that he, he, he will use us as he's promised. 
and she doesn't stay down very long. She's always runs back to the Lord and gets back on track. Okay, right there, we need to stop um, because we're running out of time, but we can go on into a part two.